0: Welcome to the Sales and Presentation Podcast, helping you win more sales and deliver awesome presentations. And now, here is your host, Trevor Lee. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Sales and Presentation Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. This is the podcast for businesses and individuals who want to enhance their sales skills and techniques and become confident and effective presenters and speakers. Today's show, it's the beginning of December. This is going out on Monday, December the 3rd. So we are just a few weeks away now uh, from the start of 2019. And for any business, the start of a new calendar year is always going to be a very exciting time. You've got Christmas coming up, you have a great time and then you're back in fully refreshed, raring to go when January arrives. So I thought it would be good timing. If you haven't done any planning or thoughts about your sales and your sales activity for 2019, then now is the time to do that before you get to Christmas so that when you've got a a really exciting, great plan. So in this podcast, I'm going to share with you uh, some tips and ideas uh, to help you get ready for growing your sales in 2019. So a few things to follow. Uh, there, there will be, in a, you know, all this will be in a blog as well, which will be on my website. So it'll be in great detail on the website. So, But here's the overview of the 2019 plans for you and your business. So first of all, the best place to start when you're looking at 2019 is to review what's happened in 2018. So my suggestion is always do an analysis of your revenues for what's happened this year. So look at breaking them down by product or service or product or service grouping. And then look at look within that analysis, what have been your best sellers? What have been your worst sellers? What are the products or services that create the best margins for you or the ones that have the smallest returns? Where's the growth coming from? Which products or services are not growing? Which ones are actually in decline? And which ones are you putting your biggest investment into in terms of your people, your premises, your overheads, your marketing and your time? And then look at detail of your customer spend patterns. I like the idea of creating league tables for the top 10, 20, 50, 100 spending customers. Because this is a great reminder of who your key customers are. And it really gives yourself a chance to look at the level of service you're providing to those top spenders. Remember, in most businesses, in terms of customer spend, the 80-20 rule does apply. So 80% of your revenues are likely to be coming from 20% of your customers. So do that year-on-year comparison as well so you can look at how the top spending customers are comparing with what they spent last year. And if you take your top 100 spending customers, inevitably, you know, some will have grown year-on-year, some will have declined year-on-year. But this simple analysis will help you start a conversation with your organisation about how you can continue to grow the ones that are increasing and halt the declines of the ones who have been spending less in 2018. So review and analysis of results really, really important. If you don't know where your business is coming from, then get to know it as soon as you can. It will, you know, will wreak a real difference to planning for two thousand nineteen. Because you know, do you have targets? Because I think you know, sales plans and targets are really important. So if you put a, together a sales plan and, tar- and with a list of targets for two thousand nineteen. All the, re- all the re- stuff you did in the analysis of what you've done this year will help you focus on 2019. So think about concentrating your efforts next year on the products and services and sectors where you've seen growth this year and potentially move your resources away from those areas that are showing a trend of decline. Be prepared to stop selling products that are not profitable that can be quite difficult, can't it? You know, so um, stop in actually doing something, offering a service or a product, particularly, you know, but, but be ruthless because sometimes these products that aren't selling well will be taking up a lot of time and resources. So, you know, stop, stop working with those customers who give you very little, if any, actual profitable return. Because those customers who produce little return are usually the ones that take up a lot of time. These are known as high-maintenance, low-return customers. And actually, it can be really quite motivational if you go and do some reverse selling as a, you know, to a customer. And what I mean by that is that you're persuading them to stop being a customer of yours. Um, it, it, you know, try it. See how it feels. I've experienced this uh, in the run-up to the end of the year. Um, uh, in November, I identified that I've been working with a couple of clients for a long time. And, but actually, what I was doing for them is a service that I no longer offer. And, and, and it felt appropriate, you know, to have that conversation and say, I'm really sorry, but I'm not, you know, my business has gone in a different direction since we first started working together three and a half and five years ago. And so here's, I want to change things. Here's an opportunity. We're going to do things slightly different or not at all. Um, so have that conversation with businesses Uh, It can be quite quite motivational for you. But setting targets gives you and your team something to aim for. Because how will you know if you've been successful? And how can you celebrate success if you actually don't have a target to chase? So, you know, they, they can be really motivational handled in the right way. Targets, I think, need to be challenging yet realistic. They need to be focused yet easy to understand. They need to be detailed yet easy to measure. So you need to have a system which can easily produce your results. If, you're, if you don't know what your monthly uh, achievement was until six weeks after it finished, then, <laughs> you know, that's pointless. You've got to know straight away. And, you know, cracking modern business systems, it should be relatively straightforward to do that. So there we go. So that's, uh, that's things about sales plans and targets for 2019. What about new and existing customers? Well, according to Byron Sharp in his book, How Brands Grow, all businesses need to attract new customers in order to grow. So part of your sales planning for 2019 needs to be your ideas for attracting new customers, including an analysis of what sort of organisations and individuals they are. Now, one of the great tools that you can use to, to make this happen is called the value proposition design. It's uh, created some years ago by a guy called Alex Osterwalder. And you can check it out at strategizer.com. This business model, it, it puts you in the shoes of your potential customers. And what you'll be doing is you'll be looking at what is it those customers want to achieve? What are the pains that get in the way of them achieving it? What gains do they want to, to get out of all of this? And then what you simply do is you look at the offering that you're putting on the table. What pains does it overcome for your potential customers? What gains does it give them? And then you see whether you've got a fit. And if you've got a fit between the two, then you know that you're going after the right customer. Because when people go after new customers, very often they, they, they don't go after the right customers. And therefore, time is wasted because those people never are going to buy your products or service because they simply don't need it. So you've got to try if you're going after new customers to identify who they are and and you know get that fit organised before you start the conversation. That will make it much more efficient in the way that you gain new customers. And the value proposition design, I've been using it with uh, workshops this year for startup businesses, and it's been a really great tool for them to to really do that you know that client identification and see whether there is a fit. Existing customers, you know, again, you know, great source of new revenue. We often overlook them and think, well, you know, we're getting everything from them. They're all. But, you know, think about it. Existing customers, they're already buying from you. So that probably means they quite like you. And uh, well, and they probably and they trust you. I'm sure they do. But so this puts you in a prime position to do more business with them. Because, you know, never be afraid to have a, 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 you know, a conversation with an existing customer about spending more money with you. Very often we, we, are, we don't have those conversations. We think, oh, crack, if I bring up the fact that I'm gonna, you know, I want you to spend more money with you, you might say, oh, well, actually, are we, we're thinking we're probably spending too much with you. We'd like to cut back. So, you know, that's a kind of negative frame of mind, isn't it? So with existing customers, think positively. You know, they will spend more money with you if, of course, you've got the right product or service. You know, the last thing you want to hear from an existing customer when you talk about other services you offer is, is them to say, Oh, gosh, Trevor, if only I'd known you offered that service, I would have given you the business and not organisation X, Y and Z. So existing customers, great source of new revenue. Bring those into your plan for 2019. This is also an opportunity to review your marketing activity. Uh, not just review it, but a robust review of your marketing activity. I mean, my question is, is there any point in doing any marketing at all unless it is all about driving sales growth? Now, I'm sure many of you listening to this will know it's not uncommon in companies of all sizes for marketing to be going off and doing its own thing and having little knowledge of what's actually happening in sales. I've witnessed this firsthand on numerous occasions. Yeah, marketing. Oh, yeah, we're doing great stuff. We're doing all this, da, 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 you know. And then if I sit in there and I say, well, so what's that doing for sales growth? Ah, well, uh, yeah, well, the sales guys, yeah, I'm sure they're doing a great job as well. (laughs) So you've got to bring the two together, you know, because marketing activity is difficult to measure. uh, But we have to make sure we don't get too excited about the wrong things. You know, frankly, an article that goes on social media and gets 23 likes doesn't mean we're going to get 23 new customers. So we have to try and measure it. And very often I know it's subjectivity and it's gut feel and all those sort of things. But you need to challenge your marketing activity and simply ask the question, what is this doing to drive sales? That's the question you need to ask, because what you don't want is marketing that's kind of nice to have. It's got to be doing its job for the company, driving sales. So make marketing review, make a robust marketing review part of your 2019 sales plan. How easy is it to buy from your business? That's a big question you need to ask yourself in readiness for 2019. Think about, well, analyse all the channels where people can buy your products and services and simply ask that question. How easy is it to buy? Two ways of doing this and checking this out. One, you could do it yourself. Go and buy from your company. Now, that may not be practical. If you're a one-man band. that may be tricky to do. Okay, but if you're part of a bigger organisation, then just try and just go and buy or try and buy products and services from all the channels where you sell them and see what happens. If you're not comfortable about doing that or you don't think it's going to work you doing it, then think about bringing in someone to do a bit of mystery shopping. This can be a really valuable exercise because it will help you identify sales barriers that you may not know exist. And, you know, you need to get rid of them. Remember that it is reckoned that 70% of buying decisions are made in advance now of any direct contact with the organisation. So if I decided to buy from you and then when I finally make contact, Somebody comes across as a barrier and stops me buying, then, well, you know, that's the, your, your sales opportunity is gone. So here's a, few, here's a few things to check, all right? These are the sort of things that, you know, they're very, you know, they can seem innocuous and therefore they're often easy to fix, but they can be sales barriers that could be driving customers away from you when you've worked really hard to attract them in the first place. So just have a think about these things, you know. Simple things like, you know, the way a call is answered. Goodness me, you know, a lot of people don't answer calls. And that, you know, that might might be going to voicemail. So that's fine if that happens because, you know, we're all busy and we might be working with other, other clients. We can't be sitting waiting for our phone to ring all the time. But check your answer phone message. You know, is it up to date, for example, or are you still saying, I'm back from my holidays at the end of June? <laughs> that does happen. You'd be amazed how often that happens. Often, we're the only people who don't know what our answer phone voicemail is. How long does it take to click into your voicemail? You know, if you're ringing someone, particularly on a mobile phone, it rings, it rings, it rings. You're going to give up, aren't you? So, you know, how long does it take your phone to click into voicemail? If someone sends you an email, then respond to it straight away. They, you know, and, and just a holding email. Thank you very much for your email, Trevor. Um, that's great that you've contacted us. I'm going to get on to this, and I'll be back to you within. And that usually needs to be within 24 hours. Um, If I come into your store, then frankly acknowledge my existence, even though you might be serving another customer. You know, a bit of eye contact, little nod of the head, little be with you in a minute, madam, that sort of thing. You know, it does make a difference. You know, is your website, how easy is that to use? You know, is it mobile friendly? It's got to be mobile friendly these days. So, you know, I've got to be able to use it on my smartphone really easily. Is that happening? Because that'll be a barrier to sales if it isn't. You know, being greeted. You know, whatever. Whenever I make contact with your company, what's the first impression of your company like? What's the greeting like? Because, you know, if you don't show me any enthusiasm as a potential customer, then, you know, that's going to put me off, isn't it? You know, God, there's so many businesses who who are, who are making sales and, and really acting very poorly when it comes to, uh, you know, greeting customers and making them feel welcome. So check all barriers to sales are removed from your buying process. And make it an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Because we live in a digital world. We, don't have, we have less and less live connections with people. <laughs> so when, we do, when someone does have a live connection with you, make it an enjoyable experience. That it was a good, you know, I enjoyed buying from you because, you know, that's the way you're going to have to compete. You know, you can differentiate yourself these days on that customer experience. Because most of you will be selling similar products and similar services to similar people. So the thing that stands you out is your the way you offer the customer experience because that is something personal that other people can't replicate necessarily because they aren't you. They haven't got you. Right, so finally I'm just going to run through six top sales techniques for you, okay? Just very quickly give you six sales techniques which you can implement in your business which will help you achieve your targets in 2019. <music> Number one is ensure that all your people who have direct customers with with your customers are knowledgeable. Customers are ringing you because they haven't got all the knowledge that they need. They found a lot out about you on your website and all that sort of stuff. So your people need to be really knowledgeable about all your products and services and what's going on in your sector. That's number one. Number two. If you have salespeople, then only employ the ones that are good at asking questions, that listen carefully to answers and don't interrupt. And, that you know, they're able to clarify and confirm what customers are looking for. Don't employ salespeople who have the gift of the gap, who can talk the hind legs off of a donkey or sell ice to the Eskimos. Don't employ those people. They will drive your customers mad. Think about it. Do you like a salesperson who just talks at you all the time? And there is still out there. There's still tons of them out there. So make sure you're not employing them. Let your competitors employ those sort of people. So you want salespeople who are better at listening than talking. Because actually, not talking is a great sales skill. You will get lots of sales by just simply shutting up and letting the customer do the talking and let them make the decision. So number three is is that sales, you know, recognize that people skills is a key sales skill. So train your salespeople, put them in environments where they where they feel comfortable about starting and developing conversations and building relationships. So, if there's a program out there, you know, and I I kind of do one, but I'm not plugging, that's not the point of plugging this, where you're looking to, you know, work with, you know, you're helping your people learn people skills, then that that can be really valuable because being a people expert is a highly prized sales skill. Number four is put calling and visiting ahead of emailing as a sales method. Because creating live personal interactions in a world where we're bombarded with emails and social media messages is going to give you a better chance of starting a conversation that could lead to a sale. Now, we live in an era where most people don't like picking up the phone. And they don't like cold calling (laughs) and things like that. But it does work because very few people do it because they don't like doing it. So therefore, when you do do it, it stands you out. You know, And how many times have you sent an email out and then no one has responded? And then you send another one, don't you? And say, have you got my email yet? Oh, God, don't do that, for goodness sake. If you do need to send an email out, a reminder email, send some extra information. Um, Further to my earlier email, here's something else I thought might be of usefulness to you. Don't keep saying, have you read my email yet? Have you made a decision yet? You know, bang, 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 sales technique, sales technique, sales technique. (laughs) Don't do that, okay? Number five is that, you know, Recognise that customers like to buy, they don't like to be sold to. So one of the best ways of doing this is simply to offer them alternatives. So I, I do think three is the magic number. So if, you've got, if you're pitching something to somebody, uh, give them three alternatives. And uh, they don't need to be vastly different from each other. They just need to give the buyer a chance to make a choice and let the buyer buy. So try that try that. I'm sure it will work for you as well. But if you, of course, if, you, if you're if you pitching to me and you've got one offer, then you're kind of saying, take it or leave it, aren't you really? And finally, my final top tip. Well, it's not really my top tip. I've got to give credit to Brian Burns on this one. Okay. Brian Burns has a podcast called The Brutal Truth About Sales and Selling. He has this phrase, don't go racing to a no. And the concept is simple. Um, If you simply rattle off your entire sales pitch as quick as you can without pausing for breath or giving the buyer a chance, then all you're doing is racing to a no. So, as Brian would say, take your time and go slowly to a yes. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope these tips and ideas will be useful to you as you plan to grow your sales in 2019. So there we go. Um, now, if you need any help with any, you know, implementing this or getting your plan together or, or you just want someone to come in and help re-energize your sales team and have a kind of brainstorming session about sales ideas, then then let's have a conversation about how I can be of help to you. You can reach me, Trevor Lee. Uh, my, my, my number is, I'll give you my number. I don't often do that on the podcast, do they? Here we go. 7785 390717. Or you can email me. Email me at trevor at uk, And uh, yeah, let's have a conversation about how I can help you really grow your sales. Now, if you would like to be part of a future show and share a top tip for growing sales, then drop me a line. Podcast at uk. We'll fix up some sort of audio recording and you can be part of a future show. So we've got two more shows before the end of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Next week, I'm going to share with you you the same sort of principle as I've done this week. But if you've got a presentation coming up in 2019, then I'm going to share with you some tips and ideas to help you create and deliver an awesome presentation in 2019. And then the final show of the year, which will be published on Monday, the 17th of December, will be a kind of review of what's happened this year. And also, I'm going to give you—you know—this is the this is my first year of doing a podcast, and one or two people have asked me about you know the sort of things I use and how do I do this podcast. So in that episode, I'm going to share with you what I've learned about doing a podcast, and also give you um, tell you what sort of kit I've used, how I put how I get it together, how it all comes and how it all works, and how you end up listening to. it. Um, so I'm very grateful that you are listening to the podcast. Please do share it with your business associates and friends. Encourage them to download it and. If you do enjoy the show, it would be fantastic if you could leave a brief review and say that you're enjoying the show. So you can usually leave a review on your podcast app, or you can leave a review on iTunes, wherever you want to leave the review. That would be really, really great. It helps me get the podcast up the rankings in terms of charts and things like that. So. Um, So that's that's what I ask in return for, hopefully, the ideas that you've enjoyed in this podcast. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of another podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Lee. I will be back next week with another episode of the Sales and Presentation Podcast. So until then, make sure you make the most of the sales and presenting opportunities that come your way. The Sales and Presentation Podcast is a production of Trevor Lee Media.